Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Hey, what's up, guys? We're back again. We're again. Back at it. Yes, JC. sir. What's up? What's going on? Ah, oh, man, it's been a lot been going on, man. I've been I'm super exhausted right now just because I had a really hectic weekend. It was crazy, man. Like <laughs> I was uh, out of the Bay Area for a little bit. I was in uh, Sacramento area, uh, visiting some family, and then I had a late night. Uh, and then when I got back today, man, I had a super busy day. I I, I played in the morning, then I had lunch. And then I had another ball game, and wow. then I had dinner plans, and then I missed the Warrior game, and now we're recording Ooh. the pod. So it's just been a hectic day, but I'm glad it's to It's the last Oracle game, right? Yeah, dude. It's the last game at Oracle, at least the regular season game. So I only caught uh, the second half. It seems like there was a lot of like um, festivities which is kind of mm-hmm. awkward, dude, just because we're the number one seed coming into the playoffs. So there's still going to be games. So it's just kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess they didn't really want to do all of the celebration during the hectic uh, postseason battles. Yeah. So, you know, it's like how teams do fan night, uh, yeah. even if they're going on the to the playoffs. It was just like one gigantic uh, fan night on steroids. Uh, so... We bid goodbye to Oracle. Hopefully, we can finish off the season with a uh, with another uh, uh, with more hardware. So we'll see what happens. That's crazy. I mean, it's a end of an era, dude. Yeah, it's a true end of an era. Yeah, dude. So we'll see. It was nice. They came out in like this um, um, in these retro jerseys in the we believe sort of uh, we believe look, which is about what they had ten years ago. It's kind of funny because everybody was hyped. They love those jerseys today like everybody was just into it i remember though when uh when 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 it was legit back in the day and we had thunder you know i don't know if you remember that that mascot thunder i remember (laughs) i remember thunder (laughs) he was like a muscle bound like superhero style with like a thunder bolt for a horn (laughs) and then he would do like all of these like you know crazy gymnastics and like dunking the ball and whatnot and, like, people were not feeling the jerseys back then. It was kind of funny. People were just like, man, this design is trash. It's dated. It looks hella old. And now everybody's just loving it. It's funny how things, like, when they become retro, they become cool. But in the moment, like, yeah. no one gave a shit about it. it just, just mentioning Thunder, you know, the guy that actually was uh, underneath the Thunder costume. I, I, I had read somewhere that he had, he had passed away. Um, what? Yeah. He, so Thunder literally passed away. It's kind of it's kind of sad, you know. You gave us good memories. Thunder was the most entertaining attraction during those days, man. So damn, big RP to Thunder, man. I, you you know, uh, some of these like mascots are actually really funny. Uh, Benny the Bull of the Chicago yeah. Bulls. Have you watched videos on him? He's so funny. Yeah, Benny the Bull is like, yeah, he's he's a bully. <laughs> no pun intended. He's yeah, a he bully. He, like he just he just clowns on people. <laughs> The jazz bear uh, is pretty bad too, man. The jazz oh, yeah. bear is just... and the like Phoenix the gorilla. gorilla, yeah, the gorilla <laughs> for Phoenix, man. Exactly, like all of these guys are personalities. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny. Like uh, over time, like they've kind of, you know, at least for 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 the teams that didn't really have an established presence, they kind of, you know, they kind of went by the wayside. I was I was kind of sad when Thunder went away. I, I I guess what had happened was. Seattle moved to OKC and they had taken the Thunder name. So literally, oh. yeah, they had to pull Thunder from that. So anyway, rest in peace, Thunder. Thanks for yeah. the memories. That's my Oracle memory is Thunder. We had I Anthony Randolph a... and Patrick O'Brien, but Thunder <laughs> is my he's And my for boy. us right now, Alex Caruso. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dude, man, is killing I saw, it. I saw Alex Caruso. We were light years ahead on Alex Caruso. We were talking about oh, light, uh, about Alex Caruso even before he blew up with a like. You know, I was I was re-listening to our episode and I joked that he would have a triple double. Real talk. Now he's in the same, you know, in the in the same pantheon of Lakers superstars having a triple double is ridiculous. I, 
I don't want to quote Lavar Ball, but you spoke it into existence. Hey, man. I, I better be careful with my with my uh, with my words now with Lakers, man. I was I was saying all kinds of stupid shit. Dude, so we'll see what happens. Do me a favor, just say LeBron and Katie are gonna join next LeBron year. LeBron <laughs> and Katie are not gonna join next year. <laughs> Alex Caruso is gonna have a starting gig with the Lakers, and you guys might. <laughs> Hit the lottery. He's going to average time. a triple-double. He's going to be the, the white Westbrook. <laughs> Much love, though. As Caruso actually seems like he's a legit player. I mean, just looking at how he plays, save for the hairline, like he really... he Like Steve Blake had more hair than this dude, man. Alex Caruso, he on that LeBron Rogaine program. But no, much love to Alex, Alex Caruso. He, he, he was balling. Like, even though he was having a hard time finishing against the Warriors... He really has a lot of instincts, so good scouting out, yeah. Matt. He is your Anthony Randolph. He literally he is, is your man. Anthony Randolph. So. Yeah, so shout out to Alex Caruso. Thank you for giving this season some light. <laughs> and let's get into this, our topic this week. We're actually going to mix it up. We're truly going to mix it up. We're not going to do Bay versus LA. This week, we're going to do Ballin 20s versus 30s. So for those people who aren't 30 or past 30, this is kind of like a foresight thing like you'll you'll get to see the future of what balling in your 30s will be like so stay tuned we'll we'll give you good advice of what to do in your 20s yeah uh, before you hit your 30s yeah jack and i are not we're not spring chickens anymore we've kind of put in our hours on the courts and the experiences from when we first met to now are very very different and we thought it would be a fun uh fun topic to cover and just try to mix it up before the playoffs and you know just talk about something different yeah totally i think i want to first get into it by telling everyone that we met playing i mean we didn't meet playing basketball but essentially that's what bonded us we started playing basketball we started talking basketball and that was all in our 20s and actually it was before our 20s that i moved away so our 30s basketball was separate but we have unique experiences in our 30s and both our games have kind of impacted in our 30s but we'll get into that later first let's i broke it down into segments of how you kind of get into playing ball and the first part is pregame right pregame routine so let's tell me tell me your pregame routines in your 20s i kind of kind of saw it here and there when we played the rsf at berkeley yeah ain't no pregame routine in the 20s man <laughs> i just remember i mean in my early 20s I mean, I'd I'd, I'd I'd try to hoop before class or I'd hoop, bef- uh, you know, and this is my early 20s, right? Uh, or bet- in between classes, I literally would just have my backpack, just wearing some jeans, just throwing on, throwing on my, my, my gym gear and just go straight to hoop, man. That's the beauty of being in the 20s. You could just pretty much just get up and go pretty much. So there was absolutely no routine. And many times, like, I, when, when I would play in my 20s, like, there would be so many runs that you just really want to get in already, right? And then you really just, you don't want to wait around, call them for next, and just wait a couple games. So for me, it was just all about just getting the games in. So I would just get, get into the gym, rush. I would feverishly put on my socks i wouldn't even put it on right and i just say i'll just put it say it to myself like in my head like dude you know i'll just fix it while i'm waiting for the game i just let let, let me get my place in line and play (laughs) there was absolutely zero routine for me when i was in my 20s it was kind of stupid i can totally relate there was zero routine you just get out of bed and just walk to the gym or jog to the gym just to get that run in you show up and and you're 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 scoping it out you're seeing like you know people's body language like dude that guy got next let me, let me go up to him hey man you got you got next you got next bro and a lot of times they're like nah man i got next and you're like who got next and he he's like i don't know and you got to go through the line of people waiting on the wall who's got next who's got next you got five you got five can i hop on your team <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's awkward exactly. too people yeah. are like some people are like trying to dog you out a little bit like yeah i don't know and you're like dude I, i'm just trying to ask who's got next yeah, I got my five already. I got my five. And, and then you, you got to evaluate whether or not the guy got his five already and just make sure where, where's he at then. Now, nah, man, he's just in the the, the restroom or <laughs> now, nah, man, he's just he's shooting around on the other court. Like everybody tries to make their excuses, which yeah. adds to the urgency of having to really put your place right. Just because yeah. if you don't really ex- uh, exert yourself or establish your presence, you won't be waiting for a while. And when you're in your 20s, you don't really know all of these tricks. Like, everybody's just trying to pull a fast one on you. So it's just, you, you, you got to put in your he, time, man. 
<laughs> you do gotta put in your time. And it's funny, like the culture of pickup games. Mm-hmm. And when you're the one that got next, and people come up to you, you do scope them out. You're like, do I want this guy on my team? <laughs> do I? Is he gonna help me win? Because those days. It's hard to get on the court. Once you lose, you gotta wait like three, four games, especially at the hot times of the day. Yeah, yeah. Towards the evening. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So until you establish your rep in the the hierarchy of these courts, man, you just you gotta you gotta put in your time and, and you gotta earn your stripe, cash bro. in on the, on that golden ticket once you get that. So yeah, no so pregame twenties is doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. What about 30s, bro? What about 30s? Oh, man, it's completely different. Everything is regimented, man. <laughs> Outside of just, like, going to the gym in, in, in the 20s, like, I literally have to plan out my day almost to the point that I got to book myself, like, an extra 30 minutes on my calendar just so that I can get my routine down. It was <laughs> it's hella funny, like, uh, especially playing pickup or even a league game. I really, I actually really try to allocate at least half an hour, and that's really hard just for me to get my, you know, my time in. Because I got to, now I got to stretch, man. I, I you know, I got to get my foam roll time in. I got to do my leg stretches, my calf stretches, my back stretches, my my leg lifts, all kinds of uh, all kinds of processes. Just because if I do not do any stretching, dude, it's gonna be a really bad time at the gym. Either you know I'm 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 running around like Dirk out there, or <laughs> I stilts. might pull something and I won't end up playing for the next two months. So having put all the time for battles in the twenties, now I literally just need to make sure that I I put in my time to stay relevant out there. So okay, thirty minutes is a lot at the very yeah, at the very minutes. least. Yeah, at the very least, maybe ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I actually don't even preoccupy myself with trying to get the next game just because I don't want to get on the next game. I want to get in my time <laughs> to get the stretching in. What about you? What do you do these days, man? No, I I can relate because when you're in the twenties and you show up on the court. And- and somebody's like, bro, we need one. You hop on right away. But in your 30s, if someone's like, hey, we need one, you're kind of like, hey, you got to give me five minutes. You got to give me five minutes. I got to stretch it out first. <laughs> so it's totally different. And then people are waiting for you literally as you stretch out. Yeah. You know what's funny is like I wear my headphones sometimes when I'm warming up just so that when they get the call, I, I could just feign like they don't, I don't hear them. I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm in the zone. I'm trying to get in the zone and whatnot. So... Oh, man. I know. It's just like, wait, we need one. Come on, man. You don't need to warm up. I'm like, you You're don't making know excuses. Me. You're like, I haven't put on my shoes. Like, dude, this stuff takes time. This, exactly. I can't just get out there. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. When you're stretching, you don't tie your shoes, man. Oh, don't put yeah. your shoes on. Maybe just get your socks yet. Because once you tie your shoes, it's game on. Ain't no excuses yeah. at this point. At w- that word point to the wise out there. Don't tie your shoes. Once your shoes are tied, there's no excuses. They're like, come on, man. We're waiting on you. You know, they put on the pressure after that. Yeah. We're waiting on you. We got nine people here. Come on. Ball up. <laughs> hey, Matt. There's so, always yeah. going to be next. So y'all get started. Get warmed up. I'm good, bro. I'll see you guys in, a, in 15 minutes. I feel you on the stretching. I'm, I'm the same way now. Five to 10 minutes, maybe even 15, depending on how my body feels going into it. You kind of know when you're 30, is it going to be kind of a good day or a bad day in terms of your body? Yeah. how much stretching you need sometimes you got to put that extra work in my back it, get, it locks up easy, really easily and you're just trying to avoid injury to be yeah. honest yeah exactly so, stretching and, and and in your 30s you have this routine of what you need to stretch to you yeah. have like a list you're like oh, i'm gonna do this first this second yeah. this third this fourth and yeah. i'm good i'm good after that <laughs> exactly so that, exactly it's just like yeah i gotta I, I gotta work on my legs first oh snap man if i don't get my calves i can't get to the next part so it's it's crazy man it's really regimented but in many ways, probably the proper way to go around oh, doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? You're trying to be smarter. I mean, be... even even before, you're thinking, let me bring some Gatorade. Let me, yeah. Let me bring some, like, if I need potassium or something, I bring a banana. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get cramped up. What about, like, um, getting warm-up shots? Sometimes it's a little bit hard oh, yeah. to, 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 um, to get some shots up, especially if it's a busy gym. What's your process? I want to get warm-up shots in for sure. It really builds rhythm. Like when you're 20, you do want to warm up shots, but sometimes you're just like, nah, let me just get into it. Let me let me play into the rhythm. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of treat it like an NBA game now. You know, get out there, get some, get some, get my blood flowing, hit yeah. some, hit some threes, or hit some like you know pull up 
pull-up shots. Yeah, build up the confidence. It's a mental <laughs> game. Once you, when you're in your 30s, you know, like the mental game is half the battle. So if you see, <laughs> if you hear that net swish and you see that ball go in, you, you you're coming into the game a little bit more confident. Exactly. You know, for for me, it's like um, I actually have a really sort of regimented process. If I can get the shots up, like I actually start like I don't know two feet, three feet away from the rim, and then I just shoot oh, yeah. like these little bunny shots just to make sure that I got my my follow through right. Yeah, the touch. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly touching, right. right. And yeah. then every time I make a bucket, like I step one step out, then I did do two steps out, three steps out. As you know, though, my range is very limited, so I'll probably just take maybe five <laughs> steps, and that's it for me. <laughs> With that said, man, I mean, again, in your 20s, I mean, at least for my experience, I really wasn't, you know, I, I was just, yeah, like what you said, you just play into your rhythm. And for now, for now, I just, I, having played a lot of games, sometimes you know that the rhythm just doesn't come in there, so you do whatever you can to actually get that rhythm in a controlled environment in the warm-up shot area. So you see me on the side, you know, if there's a side court there or an empty court just trying to get those buckets up, man. While, while the rest of the nine guys are like, come on, hurry up, yeah. let's get this game going. So that's that's 30s pregame routine. Let's yeah. move into our next segment, style of play. So what has changed for you in your 20s versus 30s? With style of play? A lot, bro. A lot of it has to do with uh, my physical profile. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. In my early 20s, I was... Jeez, dude. I was... Tell tell us. us. 160. I was a stick. And now I'm hovering about 220. So that's a 60-pound difference. Bro, you gotta tell us how tall you are. There's no reference if there's no height. (laughs) Uh, I'm about uh, 6 flat. You know, oh, okay. so okay. you can you can just round it up to that. That's a lot so, of weight to gain. <laughs> yeah, so basically the way that I've played before, I mean, I was a little bit more of sort of a slasher uh, kind of cutter. And obviously with the lesser weight, at least in my 20s, less weight, more athleticism mm. in general. Uh, I My game was a little bit more on the athletic side and just kind of slashing and running around. Definitely a little bit more above the rim. Uh, at least for for my standards back in the day, so it, it it was it was it was good, man. I I felt really good. I was gifted with a little bit of athleticism back in the day, so I was you know I you know I I, I kind of leveraged that in my twenties for sure. I mean there was that there was a time, dude. I shit you not, I could easily dunk a tennis ball. Wow, uh, those those <laughs> those days are long gone, man. The only thing I can dunk are donuts. And coffee bro so definitely that was that was the way that i played back in the day um is there a player that you kind of could compare how you were in your 20s like the game the style of game that you had well it depends Sean marion <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like one of my boys uh uh Wu actually compared me to uh to sean marion I was just like, dude, you ain't even seen me play. Why you compare me to that broke ass jumper of his? But dude, I he's take the Matrix. It, no, the Matrix is good. No, I actually, I, I, I mean, back in the day, I didn't really take it as a, you know, a compliment. But being seasoned these days, I actually appreciate the game that Sean Marion brought in terms of just energy and just kind of athleticism and just being able to just, you know, create opportunities for for his team. Uh, with cutting and and just moving around, so I definitely appreciate the comparison back in the day. You know, Sean, Sean Mary. I don't know how Sean Marion looks now, but I'm more on the Sean Camp mold right now. Sean Camp in the Cavs days, dude. Not Sean Marion. Sean Camp. <laughs> yeah, for me in my twenties, my body profile didn't change as much as yours. I, I in high school I was actually kind of pretty chubby, and mm. I was I was a big boy, but I kind of started playing. Kind of as like a tweener, just mm-hmm. rebounding. You know, when you don't know how to play, so people just throw you out there and you're just like, yeah, just do this. Just freaking grab balls, grab rebounds. <laughs> Not grab balls, grab rebounds <laughs> and do your thing. But as I got older, meaning into college, I really like developed into a more of a guard because I'm not yeah. tall. I'm like 5'8". Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like a buck 50, a buck, buck 45, which yeah. is pretty light. Yeah. So I really try to develop more of a shooting guard. So people just put me out there. I was like one of those like hustle players. When yeah. you're 20, you just have all this energy. You're just going up and down, up and down, trying to play as good a D as you can. Yeah. You're freaking intense. And people are just like, damn, this kid's just trying to prove himself out there. That was me in my 20s. 
I kind of still am the same way. I mean, you play with me so many times. I'm a, I'm kind of a hothead, right? I don't really yeah. talk to people. You're very intense. Absolutely, very intense. I like the passion, though. So who did who did you like to pattern your game with? At least you know when you were younger. Was there any particular uh, player profile that you you kind of you know gravitated towards? Yeah, there's this guy that you guys might not you might not know Kobe Bryant. He's he's you know. He's no, I haven't heard game, of him. I kind of patterned myself after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but really, uh, I, I, I honestly, I didn't really have anyone that I truly patterned my game with. I think you could, if anyone you want to compare my game to now, would be like Alex Caruso. Okay. So, okay. So, you know, call, call, call just, you know, I'm, I'm a G the, League player, but when you call me up, I, I'll perform. I'll perform. <laughs> hey, man. I'll take that Alex Caruso dude on my squad any day. No, but um, at least from an intensity standpoint, you know, you got that Patrick Beverly dog yeah, in you, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you're going to try to lock down yeah. if you have the chance. I'm the kind of guy that also gets into like my teammates face too. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Not a lot, but I'll yeah. be I'll call you out. I remember when we used to play ball in yeah. our, whatever our 20s in college. If you're not running down the court to play defense, I'll call you out. I'll be yelling yeah. at you. <laughs> Yeah, you're the Jimmy Butler to my Carl Anthony Towns. Man. For me, I'm just kind of like, bro, we got we got so many different games. I got this. So it's 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 nice to have a mix of of personalities though, and to get you motivated. I definitely played with a lot of dudes who have a lot of intensity, and you know if they get on you, you really kind of want to step your game up a little bit. So it's 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 good. It's good. But at the same time, it's good to have someone chill as well, just to kind of kind of keep things even keeled. And whatnot, which is kind of interesting just because my actual personality off the court is a little bit different. I've, I feel like I can be a little bit more neurotic <laughs> in person <laughs> as opposed to on the courts. I'm kind of easygoing. You know what I mean? I really don't care as long as I'm having fun out there and, uh, you know, well, chopping it up with the, other dudes. The court is like our safe haven, right? Like yeah. we can get away from, you know, day to day life stresses. We, yeah. we go on the court, we play ball and we let it go. We just chop it up with the friends that we got there. Yeah. And there's an understanding. There's yeah. an understanding. We're here to play ball and talk about basketball or talk about whatever random life stuff yeah. like that comes up. And there's it's like fun. an ease at it. Yeah, it's funny. It's like um, I was playing and I'm transitioning to my, uh, my, my 30s approach to style of play. I've always been friendly and that's kind of stayed consistent um, with other players. I always like to kind of have small talk with other dudes. When things get heated, I always talk to the, the other players from the other team uh, just to kind of, you know, check in, mm. say what's up or whatever. It's just kind of, I, I kind of like the brotherhood of playing basketball in, in, in competition. So I've stayed consistent to that. I mean, as early as even today, I was at my league game. We were playing um I'm in a league uh, called Workforce Athletics, and we play uh, with different companies in the Bay Area. And I was playing with a, a, another comp uh, against another company. I was talking to the dude on the other team. I was just like, "Yeah, which office do you work at, bro? Where are you guys at?" And he's like, "Are you guys up north? Are you guys uh, down south?" It was just... And then when the the ref blows the whistle, then I started checking him again. And, but it's, <laughs> it's it, it, and that hasn't changed. I do feel like you know the 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 love for the game and for the love for the the competition, despite how the the game style has changed at least my game approach is still kind of the same yeah that's kind of like cerebral versus when you're younger you mm -hmm. use more of your athleticism you rely mm -hmm. on your athleticism and mm -hmm. now that we're older mm -hmm. we kind of rely about the cerebral side so there's strategy that comes with that mm -hmm. too right yeah. like before you're just you're just pure hustle you're just trying to go up and down you're trying to use your hustle to develop your value mm -hmm. you you might know not you might not know how to set a really good pick yet you yeah. might know not know how to use your teammates better but yeah. Dude, your hustle makes up for it. But being older, having all those games under your belt, you kind of understand. Like, you also look at the players that you're playing with, and you kind of know like their strengths and weaknesses right away. Absolutely. Like, okay, I'm not, especially as a point guard or a shooting guard who handles the ball, you're like, all right, I got to put my teammates in a better position um, to succeed. Absolutely. I do feel like with experience, in addition to the physical limitations that you have <laughs> as you grow older, you really have to develop other ways to contribute when you're playing out there at least for me in my experience you know i don't have the same athleticism and i'm much bigger so i've transitioned my game away from that slashing gameplay more into the low post bang it out drop step pump fakes maybe throwing a dime off of the, the, the post high post something like that basically just trying to transition onto this cerebral uh, gameplay which 
which is fun. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the beauty, uh, beautiful things about the the game of basketball, at least for me specifically, is as you evolve, um, you can ev- uh, as the game evolves, you can evolve with it as well. And then, you know, as you change, there are different ways that you can kind of play the game. And it, it just makes it, you know, an enjoyable challenge. I don't know how much enjoyable it'll be for me once I start, you know, running like Dirk out there. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's like playing a video game, right? I mean, you play a video yeah. game, you play it a hundred times. You know, you're playing Super Mario, you know where, you know, Koopa is going to throw that axe so that you can jump at the right time to avoid it. Yeah. But, you know, if Koopa is throwing you different axes with, like, you know, different angles, then you got to stay on your toes. With that said, dude, I wish I still had my athleticism. Like, the things I would do when I had, if I had, you know, my body from, you know, 10, 15 years ago to now, man. I'd be doing LeBron chase blocks, dude. (laughs) You have no idea. Yeah, we totally abused that that privilege, I guess, that we had that we didn't know. But that's that's like the faultiness of youth, not understanding, not knowing. (laughs) Now with wisdom, you're like you look back, you're like, oh, if I only knew. But that's okay. With wisdom, it comes a lot of uh, (laughs) at least this is what we tell ourselves. With wisdom comes a lot of great benefits. (laughs) Yeah, young bucks, listen up, man. Play smart. Use your brain. <laughs> yeah, use your brain. Use, Develop your skills. I think that's the one thing when I was younger, I didn't really put a lot of time in. I just kind of found things that I was good at, mm-hmm. and I kind of try to maximize it. Mm-hmm. But at being older, I'm really trying to work on other aspects of my game now. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to put in time to develop my left hand. Or mm-hmm. I got to develop, t- like I put in time to develop, for you, post-game. Mm-hmm. Post-game, mm-hmm. it doesn't just come. You got to mm-hmm. put in reps warming up before a game you got to put in time before playing those games mm-hmm. on those moves that's why those nba players are so good they literally off season they're just putting reps in yeah constantly yeah no you bring a, a very good point actually it's less about uh age actually at least from the playing style standpoint i think a lot of it has to do with just exposure and level of play that you have mm-hmm. uh, even mm-hmm. with you know the preparation even with how cerebral you play the game if you play a little bit more organized ball um, at least younger, then you get taught to do all of these proper habits to prepare before a game and yeah. the way you play a game. So how to use a screen, how to look for the open man, how to look for cutters, you know, how to, you know, how to box out and all of these things. So I do think, you know, at least the style of play uh, comparison is a little bit less about age and more about just experience in general. I mean, there's some 20-year-olds out there that play the game the right way in many ways, and they probably just, you know, got taught the right way. I mean, at least for for me, at least from from my perspective, I didn't really have that exposure. And I had to learn how to play the game, quote-unquote, the right way, um, just by playing with other folks and other yeah, we experienced had to, folks and just i'm the same way i didn't play high school basketball uh, everything mm-hmm. was taught on the street so yeah. for us it's really exposing ourselves to watching nba absorbing mm-hmm. you know nba content or just basketball content to understand mm-hmm. those things and then putting it all in the court and then also having people that were older when we played ball in our yeah. 20s to tell us these things to guide us to be like hey you know you're playing the wrong way you got to set the screen this way you were like you know exactly. spot up over here like know your role understand your role yeah. and play to it that and that yeah. will make the team better but let's yeah. get into our next segment playing through pain 20s versus 30s yeah this is definitely more of an age uh age related <laughs> uh, uh uh topic dude at least for me in my 20s i would play through pain stupidly i think a lot of it has to do with the gameplay as well as a little bit more of sort of a uh I hate to describe it as such, but like I was a little bit more of a high flyer. So I would just, you know, just kind of jump around and just not really play with reckless abandon, you know, and with that playing style, you really make yourself susceptible to so much more injury. So I've had my shared uh, sprained ankles in my 20s and I was stupid, man. When when it happened, when it's, you know, when it was kind of like a tweak, I would play through it. I just, you know, yeah. strap up, sit down, g- get a few minutes. You know when that happens, right? When someone goes down on the court, everybody just kind of goes quiet, right? Yeah. And then everybody's just like, all right, you do an inventory. Are you good? You good? You good? Is it we need one or are you going to try to play <laughs> yeah. back, right? There's always that so asshole like, that's like, bro, yeah. so, do, we need, so, do, do we need one? 
yeah, yeah. What, are you gonna play or not and you're like fuck i just got hurt dude yeah exactly <laughs> it's brutal out there man it's 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 a jungle out there anyway so when when, when i sprained my ankle i would just play through it like I just tie my shoes a little bit tighter and just try to and just run again. And after that, even in my twenties, at the very least, stupidly, even after injuring myself, I really wouldn't put in as much time to try to focus on recovery. Right, like a sprain an ankle, you do a rice. Yep. You elevate. You put some ice on it. Compression, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do to make sure that you get better. I mean, back in the day, if that happened. Okay, maybe I'll put a little bit of rice, pop in a Tylenol or something like that and try to run again in two days. Obviously, the body kind of recovers a little bit better when you're younger. Uh, I think a lot of that has to, to do with, you know, how, how uh, early you can bounce back from that. Mm. But I, I wish I knew proper methods. And I, was, I, I just wish I was a little bit more patient because I, I know that there's going to be more games in the future you just got to be approach it with just a long-term point of view right Mm -hmm. but in my 20s definitely i would just i would play through pain i want to say this too in our 20s when you got hurt or something like that i'm just kind of like when are you gonna be able to play again (laughs) i even like now that we're older when i hear that you get hurt i'm like dude you gotta take care of yourself yeah in the 20s you're just like bro like are we is this like a one-week thing like i i need to know my expectation of how i can rely on you or not (laughs) But yeah, exactly. that, that, that was the same as me. Like, you know, 20, dude, my ankles are pretty, pretty messed up at this point. It's just a wear and tear over the years. And sure, there, some of it is not taking care of my body well, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is just you play that game and you're not careful, things mm-hmm. are going to happen. And when you're older, when you're in your 30s, playing through pain or just what you become more aware is how to avoid injuries. That's yeah. one thing that's kind of related to playing through pain. When you're in 20s, I'm just crashing into people. Like I'm yeah. driving to the lane. I'm not even looking at where I'm landing. Yeah. Now, when I... When I go into the lane, I look at my landing before I look if I made the three-point play or not. Exactly, exactly. You just got you got to think two, three, four, five, seven yeah. steps ahead to make sure that you you really don't put yourself in that position. But again, it's born out of experience. You've done that stupid shit before. You try not to do it again just because it ain't fun. So yeah, I remember someone saying like you wouldn't be wise unless you were foolish at some point in your life. So I think that's actually a really good saying. Amen. Our next thing is frequency. For How about me, you, man? Oh, man, back in the day, I would, I get runs in every day. I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with just being in college. So obviously the schedule and the commitments are a little bit more loose. Yes, you'd have class, but you're in the same campus uh, yeah. where the gym is at. And then you can literally just pop in for lunch. Also, you, know, you can ditch class. class. You can't it's, ditch well, work. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I never ditch class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but, damn. But, you're a good student. <laughs> I just, man, I'm just playing, man. I would ditch class for a pair of Jordans. <laughs> anyway, yeah, dude, like I would I would get runs in. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I was pretty regimented, I think, at least based on my class schedule um, early on, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, probably two hours uh, in, in the middle of the day. You know, or early afternoon, just right after class. And that would be easy peasy. No problem. You know what I mean? Maybe get some runs on the weekend if you're, we're not, you know, like if you're not drinking or whatever. <laughs> I, I would actually play hoops after a night of drinking. That's how stupid I was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is, it was definitely a, a lot more reps. What about you? Yeah, same here. I, I try to play every chance I could. I, every chance I could, anytime somebody wanted to play or like I just was like had some free time, I'd head to the gym, I'd yeah. play. But now I can't do that. I just, I physically cannot do that. Even if I had the time, I physically cannot play all the time. I My body would just break down. So that's the kind of sad part. But you know what? For those people in your 20s, enjoy the basketball you're playing now. But in your 30s, you also value the time you play basketball yeah. more now. When yeah. you can get out there because you know time is more limited. It's not even yeah. just about age. It's more like, okay, I got to wor- worry about work. I got to worry about my personal life, family, yeah. significant yeah. other or whatever. Yeah. Some people have kids. I know tons yeah. of people who have kids yeah. and they're making that time and they're enjoying their time fully. Like there's no yeah. like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> a lot of times the, the guys are trying to get away from their families. Yeah. Lie. <laughs> they're like, dude, the kids are crazy. <laughs> this is my safe haven right now. I'm enjoying yeah. life right now. And you're like, man, that... That just mentality, that freedom you feel yeah. from your friends or like those people, it, yeah. it means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, not, I mean, I totally agree with your points. Um, at least for me physically, like, yeah, 
I literally cannot. Like, after I play two hours, like, I need, like, at least a 48-hour lead time <laughs> to really pretty much get back to being able to walk without a limp, dude. Literally, I need more time to just recover. So, at least for me now, I try to play at least two or three times a week, which sounds like a lot, actually, but I stagger it. Doing a back-to-back is impossible. Yeah. Like, if I try to do a back-to-back, it would be pointless for me to be out there just because I literally would not be effective at all. I definitely try to stagger at least a day if possible. Although today I did play in the morning and then in the afternoon. But I try hey, I treat it sometimes like you have a flashback to your 20s, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So definitely the frequency is uh, is much less frequent when you're in your 30s and like what you said you have to kind of incorporate real life right college lifestyle is very different to real life if you got work you got family you got relationships all of that all of that shit is real man and you really got to maintain that if you live a balanced life you do understand that ball is not everything this is why we actually named the title of the pod ball versus life in many ways you know um, ball That's is deep. our passion. Yes, yes, it is deep. Ball is our passion, but life is our quote unquote life. And we really need to make choices between what's important to us and what we need to do. And they're mutually exclusive, but that tension is always present, right? You always Dude, have well to make put. these decisions. Well put, well put. I think I almost want to close out the podcast on that, but we got some other segments to talk about. That was so well put. Our next segment, let's let's kind of group these things together. Yeah. Equipment and post-play treatment, 20s yeah. versus 30s. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Tell us tell us what kind of equipment you use and then afterwards post-play treatment. What yeah. are what is the routine you go through? Yeah. So I don't want to be that guy, but I am that guy. <laughs> Sad to say. Who's that guy? That guy with like all this e- extra equipment you should see my bag these days when i try to go and play hoops man like i I got a foam roller in tow i got like (laughs) a little stick that i can kind of work out the muscle kinks i got ankle braces in there i got knee pads in there i got a calf sleeve even got an arm sleeve people do you have an ai arm sleeve sleeve? i don't wear it (laughs) i don't wear it all the time but there are times where you need to wear it dude you know what i mean i'm just saying i I want to say this real quick I want to say this real quick. Yeah. When you're in tw- when you're in your 20s, you wear the yeah. sleeve for style. Yeah. Because you got swag. When you're in 30s, you wear the sleeve. It's for practical purposes. Yeah, dude. That compression is real, man. You need that. <laughs> Otherwise, my my elbow will fall off if I don't have that arm sleeve. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely in the 20s, it definitely is more for just for show, right? But now, like, if I don't have my my knee sleeve or even a calf sleeve. Or my ankle braces, it really makes it difficult. Um, and I don't really want to use it as sort of like a crutch uh, when I play. But honestly, it's just like it's helped me personally kind of prevent and uh, just kind of stay consistent, prevent injuries and just stay consistent out there. So I'm that guy. I raise my hand. It is really shameful to use all of these equipment. But hey, man, I got you. When you're at the gym, just go to me. <laughs> I got the backpack. You need some tape, athletic tape, KT tape, compression. You need an icy hot. You need deodorant. I actually had a dude ask me for deodorant once. I had it. Did he have a date afterwards or what? Like I don't know. He, he did smell. And for the <laughs> record, I didn't give him like my roll-on deodorant. I gave him a spray one. I had both in my, in my <laughs> back. Um, compared to the 20s, I didn't really have much. I would wear no-shows. In many ways, no shows are not good when you play in high tops, man. You could shape oh, the, yeah. the fuck out of your 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 heel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's how different it was. Everything was for show. You were trying to look dope as opposed yep. to now everything has a functional component to it. I'm not trying to look like AI. You know what I mean? I'm trying I'm trying to stay I'm trying to I'm trying to just stay up there, man, and and, and not and not crash and lose my elbow or whatever. You're you're like the best kind of dude to have on the court because when shit goes down, let's say someone gets hurt, you mm. got an ice pack ready. There is always at least when you play with guys that are over mm. thirty, there's always yeah. one dude that has that stuff ready because yeah. he himself is prepared for anything. So he's yeah. like, Hey, dude, I got an ice pack right here. Yeah. He shakes it up, he shakes it yeah. up and it's, it yeah. turns cold right away. Like, All right, thanks, bro. Thanks. And he's like, dude, raise your he's doing the rice for you. And yeah. that, then and there. Yeah. So you're you're that guy. You know what? Yeah. You're, you're super valuable, man. Yeah. I appreciate ice pack. you. Bro. 
ice pack gum, athletic tape, you know, an extra shirt, deodorant, whatever it is, I got you. Dude, extra shirt is important. When you're yeah. young, you don't think about the extra shirt because you stank afterwards. You're, especially back in the day, I was wearing just cotton shirts, right? Yeah. The whole thing was freaking drenched. Now we got dry fit and all that stuff. Yeah. But back then, yeah, that wasn't really a thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would just use the free shirts that they would give at like these events. Yeah. Like, like It would be like Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And that's <laughs> why I would wear that shirt for who. <laughs> Now I got to go to freaking Marshalls or whatever, Amazon or whatever, just to get like the best dry fit, just so that I make sure that I got everything. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I, I, I got to get home and make dinner after this, bro. Like I can't be, I can't be smelling like a, like trash out there. Um, uh, I, I want to get into our next segment. Um, and let's, let's skip the post-play treatment because I know you just have, like you said, you have all the gear. Essentially afterwards, you have a bunch of gear yeah. <laughs> to, to, to help the recovery process. Yeah. And I think some of that is biofreeze, icy yeah. hot. We kind of yeah. talked about that in our past episodes. Yeah. How about post-play food? Po- post-play food? Oh man, back in the day, I would just knock out whatever food that's available out there. Just get some protein, get some Korean barbecue some rice over there maybe knock out a donut drink some soda like some arizona iced tea something like that just right after some some food so it's just i, w- I would just eat whatever and, and and it would be fine i would be super hungry and just eat whatever and, Damn, that and metabolism was burning through yeah. back then just burned through everything you know what's kind of funny I didn't change what? the way that I eat between now and then. <laughs> hey, I still knock out lesson whatever. Lesson learned. Not everything changes 20s versus 30s. <laughs> not for the food. I'm just kidding. Sometimes you stay disciplined and you can drink a protein shake when you're in 30s or something like that. Just really hydrate. Get something that really helps replenish everything that you've lost when you're playing. I want to say this. You didn't change your diet from your 20s versus 30s post-play food. And there's been a change in your body though. <laughs> yeah exactly you can't maintain the same explains a lot in terms of that like the metabolism isn't as fast and the everything else slowed down hey i know we're running a little high on time but i really really want to talk about the post play treat all right go go for it dude. Right. you're passionate about it do it yeah, yeah i really want to talk about this because in the 20s post play treatment i would yeah it would probably be the food that's the treatment like I would just eat. <laughs> you just need just sustenance. So would, yeah, just so that I'd feel better. I was just like, oh, damn, I'm hungry. I'm, just, I'm tired. I'm sweaty in my cotton shirt, and I just eat some <laughs> Korean barbecue. Now I I might even prioritize the post play treatment over the meal. Wow. Like I need to get my my bio freeze on my icy hot. I get, I use this Amazon product called Penetrix. I got ice <laughs> bags that are that are flexible. Like I before you could just use like corn, like frozen corn or whatever on your ankle if you if you mess it up. Now I had to go to Amazon and actually buy like these back specific articulated ice bags that you could put on your knees and in your back. And the biggest thing that I bought recently and people independently recommended this is the hyper ice, hypervolt massage gun. Um, I haven't had it for a long time, but that thing is the truth. I, I shit Damn. you not, man. That thing is really expensive, but if you really have muscle problems, you can use that for myofascial release. I didn't even no. know what myofascial meant in my <laughs> 20s. Jeez. Now I'm using... Are you an athletic like, trainer, dude? <laughs> What's up? Are you an athletic trainer? <laughs> you know all these like I, fancy hey, like with terms? Experience, with experience, you learn all the things that you need to do to stay on the courts. And that's the thing. It's like a thing like the hypervolt and biofreeze really help you stay out there longer. So like I use a foam roller that has like a vibrating function just to kind of really keep the muscles loose. All <laughs> of that is important and I need to put in time with that. So post-play treatment and food is kind of related in a way, I guess. Yeah. But I need to do that. I don't know what you do. I miss the days when we used to finish playing ball and we go to Asian ghetto, which is just like a little kind of corner where it had all this Asian food there. Yeah. And we just scarfed down on Korean barbecue. This huge plate of just rice and meat. And yeah. it would just feel so good. You're just like, no worries in the world. <laughs> You're like, eh, I don't have to worry about my weight. I don't have to worry about how this like ends up 
processing through my body. But yeah. in your 30s, you really got to pay attention to that stuff because your health is really vitally important, not just for yourself, but you got like, you know, if you got a family, <laughs> you got to take care, you got to worry about your health, bro. <laughs> you gotta, hey, I got to keep in good shape, not just to play ball, but just for my family. Yeah. Um, no, and that, that's another thing. Yeah, that I mean, my post my post game treatment is really just stretching. Like I put in yeah. a lot of time stretching afterwards. Yeah, just to feel right the next day. Because if yeah. I don't, I'm so stiff the next day. It's the worst. My back is tight, uh, and I have actually, you know, even if I play or not, I just have the worst day the next day. It's just yeah. soreness. Yeah. yeah, it's that's why it's worth it. Like you know that if you don't put in that work right after the fact, immediately you gonna pay for it one way or another. And why don't you why don't you give me the hypervolt massage gun for my birthday or whatever it's called? Just dude, hook a brother yeah, up. How much is one of those anyways? Dude, they're pricey. They're well over three hundred dollars, man. What? So okay, I thought they were like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, there's a reason yeah. why you didn't buy me that for my birthday. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But if you if you slick deal it and you're smart, you can kind of you can find a way. But trust me, like I was I, I was like I was hesitant to pull the trigger on it. And I, I still am evaluating whether or not it's worth it. I'm still in that period. But thus far, since I've had it, I really like it. And I do feel better the next day. And that's in many ways priceless, right? If you're really, yeah. really in pain and you really just can't walk. Like, I've had people look at me the next day at work and ask me straight up, like, are you okay? Because I'm like limping or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. uh, I'm just walking. I'm not even aware of that. So if anything yeah. that I can do to really just kind of recover a little bit better, I'll take it. Plus, man, if you hire like a massage therapist, that's easily, you oh, know, yeah. a bill just to and you, get an hour. You're probably going multiple times. If you're going to massage therapist, you're going every time you play ball or afterwards yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's definitely the difference. Yeah. That's definitely the difference between 20s and 30s, 20s versus 30s. You're willing to, in your 30s, you're willing to drop the money to yeah. buy things that will actually help your body, dude. Like, just recover and yeah. feel. you want to feel good the yeah. next day or the next time you play ball. You want to be like, all right, I can be in tip-top shape the next time I play ball. So let's close it out. Yeah. Finally, our last segment for balling in your 20s versus 30s, play yeah. life balance. We kind of touched upon this earlier, but you know what? Yeah. Put it into beautiful words again. Ball versus life, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, I mean, in a nutshell, that's it. it that's it's our choices. podcast. Yeah, that that is our pod, right? It's choices. We love ball. Ball is our passion, but life is, you know, reality. And I think it's always a struggle to really find a a, a right balance and a, a right place to have your passion be a part of your life. And for, for me, play life balance is, is a really, really sort of delicate balance. Just because since I love playing so much, despite all the physical ailments and physical limitations, I just love it. I love my time at the court. And that's something that is food for my slow for my soul. And I, I, I need to keep it consistent. So I actually really try to make an effort to have it be a part of my my weekly routine, uh, yeah. despite all of my commitments in my career, despite all my commitments with my family. I think when I was younger, I think I would focus and sort of even prioritize ball more in many ways, just try to get my runs in. And I think because it was so important and I loved it, I I, I, I guess the reasons with why, within why I was playing ball was different when I was younger as opposed to what it is now. I think now it's more fulfilling as opposed to just having yeah. fun. Like there's a certain yeah. level of satisfaction that I get that I can get some exercise and I can enjoy the camaraderie and uh, the feeling that we have when we're in the gym. Um, when I'm playing as opposed to back in the day where I'm just trying to show people up and just trying to make buckets yeah. and just feel good about myself. I feel like the reasons are very different. So um, I think that's the primary difference. It's just um, now I appreciate the game much more differently. And I, 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 I thank it. Like I, I thank that it's part of my life because it really makes me happy whenever I play. So for me, the ball versus life tension is very 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 delicate and i um i try my best to really keep it real balanced dude that's actually beautifully put i i commend you on that and i i really relate to the things that you're saying and this podcast was kind of born out of that it yeah. really was 
And we can relate to 20s versus 30s because even though we met in our 20s and now we're in our 30s, yeah. even our friendship has changed. We met playing like really bonding over basketball and yeah. we've had to continue that in our life. And life has really been kind of a separator almost in a way. But what helps you do is you focus on the things that matter, right? Like you were saying, in your 20s, you're just kind of looking to show out. You're kind of just to prove yourself. But in your 30s, it's not about proving yourself. It's about being in the moment. Uh, Being in the moment of like us doing this podcast, Ball vs. Life, to be like, hey, this is about connection for us. You know, talking about common interests, talking about common experiences. And that's the life end of it. So, and that's, like you said, there's a beauty in that. And I really appreciate kind of us ending on that note yeah ball versus life this is what it truly means to us yeah. this this end right here i mean we kind of did a, a job explaining in our first episode but yeah. we were kind of uh, rookies or amateurs then now we're our thoughts are a little bit more developed we can articulate we're, things a little bit yeah, better we're, 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 we're trying to you know and i mean it, as time goes by we really try to find what our our, our goal is with the pod and hopefully yeah. just talking about this stuff um really you know gets to the the crux of what we're trying to do so Hey, man, it's the tension. We like to call it the tension. You know, that's why we have that on our logo. It's just that, you know, there's that greater than, less than. It never really really is just equal. It never is cut and dried, right? It's always about making choices and, you know, weighing the pros and cons of what your decisions are. And I think that's what really we we really want to get to with, with this pod. And... You know, hopefully all of you listeners actually get the same sort of enjoyment out of it. When we talk, we really like to have the vibe of just people hanging out. Um, Like one thing I told Jack when we started this pod is like when people are listening, I want to make sure that it's kind of the vibe that you would get if you're like hanging out with the boys at the gym and you're just waiting for the next game. That's what we Mm want to kind of keep keep at with this. So, yeah, man. Hopefully yeah. it was a fun. I had fun recording this episode because it's a really uh, interesting concept, and hopefully a lot of you guys can um, can relate. Yeah, I I want to thank everyone. Like you were saying, life is about choices, and people who are listening to this podcast, it's a choice <laughs> for you to yeah. spend 40, 50 minutes out of your day to listen to just us chop it up. And I want to also preface that with the boys, you know, it's like the boys chopping up, girls cut chop it up too, right? Hey, so this is not just ladies, about boys. Yeah, come right in. Chop yep. it up with us, man. If anything, I want to hear about the experiences of ladies while hooping. I'm sure there's all kinds of different stories out there in terms of, you know, being profiled and not getting the respect that you need. So if anybody wants to come in, talk about their experience as a girl hooper, come right exactly. in. Exactly. It's all about the same passion for, for ball and sports and, and life in general that we like about, uh, to, we want to talk about in this pod. So come through. So we sincerely thank you. And you can follow us on IG at ball, with Ball vs. Life Official. And you can always email us at ballverslife at gmail.com. So we welcome you to give us a rating uh, or a comment on Apple Pod or Google Pod. That really does help us kind of craft our content to really, you know, evolve. We want to we wanna grow into this. And we're excited that this episode, we mix it up a little bit. And we hope you tune in next week. So thank you very much. See ya. Later. Peace.